What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm one of your regular hosts that you hear every single week, and my name is Mitch, and I'm going to be your only host this week as Kyle and Boozy are away, uh, but I am welcoming on a very special guest, a returning guest, and a great friend of the show. Welcome back, Mitch Clark. Hi, Mitch. <laughs> How are you doing, Mitch? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Can't really complain. I'm excited to talk about Mikey today, which uh, I don't know if I want to say that it was your pick because uh, I think we were we were discussing what which what movie should we watch for this, and then we're throwing out a bunch of ideas. None of them were sticking, but then I remembered that you watched Mikey recently, and I haven't seen it since I was seven. It's uh, it's quite the adventure, isn't it? Yes, hell yeah, and it's available on Tubi. So anyone listening, if you for some reason if you want to check the movie out before we talk about it. In the main feature, you can check it out on Tubi. But before that, we're going to do our normal thing, talk about what we've been up to. Uh, but I guess I just want to catch up briefly on, for those of you who don't know, Mitch Clark is a former UFC fighter. Uh, you hold a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. You're a professional wrestler. And, okay, I keep on fucking this up. Is it Mitch, Danger Zone Clark, or Danger Zone Mitch Clark? Um, I'm not like Jude. Jude Dawkins, where I really care, but it just comes off better as Mitch Danger Zone Clark. Yeah, it, it makes more sense for that. But with Jude Dawkins, I can understand being like the cheetah bear Jude Dawkins. That makes more sense. That's a buddy of Mitch's and ours <laughs> uh, who came on the show last time you were on the show was on the old boy episode where we didn't record Jude's mic. <laughs> so I need to get Jude back on the show because, uh, yeah, we love that guy. He's a great dude. He, he's a good guy. And like. I know it's like this is the third time I've been on the show. And once again, no Kyle. No Kyle. Is, Kyle's is avoiding he, you at all costs. Is he at another canceled Smash Mouth concert? Well, he's probably trying to hit refresh on the live stream page. Some scammers probably made a Smash <laughs> Mouth live stream. <laughs> one, one day he'll get to see Smash Mouth. Yeah, we can all hope so. But uh, yeah, so what have you been doing to keep sane through all this? Have you been still training in combat sports and preparing for your upcoming return to the ring? Uh, there will be no return to the ring, unfortunately, just because um, I can't make 155 anymore. It's really, really, really hard. Um, and it just kills my body. Also, I have no no real interest to get punched in the face for a living. That was a a tough go for, for a while. And then, you know, like I, I want to compete in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. If when stuff opens up again, I was going to go to worlds. I'd like, I had everything saved and ready to go for worlds for Jiu Jitsu. But, uh, with COVID they moved it to Florida. Um, cause it's like, you can do whatever you want there right now. <laughs> and like, really like I could have gone and then quarantined afterward, but it kind of like to me winning that like quote unquote worlds is like poaching. Like I won a world championship and I had one match. Yeah. You know, like it's just kind of like, you know, there's always an asterisk next to your name and yeah, it looks kind of cool to ha to say you're world champion, but like at what means. So I'd rather go and get smashed at the real tournament than, than to win it cheaply. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's totally understandable. And while we're on the topic of shooting on the industry, is there anyone else you want to you want to take a shot at while we're at it? I know like you, you're pretty vocal about your politics uh, with as far as UFC goes and jujitsu in general and combat sports. Oh, yeah. OK, I'm going to use this as a sounding board. Jake Paul's a piece of shit. Um, I like I like Ben Askren. This isn't a great fight for him. 
he walks like he's made of wood. So like he and he's had a double hip replacement. So it's not going to look good for uh, fighting sports. I'm really happy Dustin Poirier won. He's a really nice person. I've met him a couple uh, a couple times at like summits and stuff. I'm really happy he won and beat Conor McGregor. Uh, Dana White's a fat shit and I hate him. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> man, like uh, brutal. Like when he was talking about how he was going to get that one streamer for streaming. Did you hear about this? Like he's no. just going nuts. Okay. So he's like, there's one, I said, I wanted to stop the illegal streams, blah, blah, blah. And these guys on Twitter, which is what happens on Twitter. They just start shit talking Dana and like, which is what's going to happen when you say that. And then he's like, I'm going to get that guy. And like, we're watching his house. We're watching his internet, his phone calls. I'm like, I think that's illegal to be yeah. doing that for some, like, some ass clown in his mom's basement, like trying to just stream fights. Yeah. It and seems then... like he might have something better to do. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd think so. And then I think like Reddit just took over, like they did the, the stock exchange and just started streaming it everywhere. The thing is, is like the dorks on the internet will crucify you if you act like an asshole to them. Yeah. I guess that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. There's idiots out there who just like idolize that guy. That's oh. me. Well, that brings me to my next question. Like, uh, so you, we were chatting the night of the Conor McGregor Poirier fight, uh, and you don't watch them live. Explain. Oh, no. okay. So, like, the the thing is, and like, even though like, if I go by the internet, I'm a mediocre fighter at best when I was in my prime. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, like, I've met a ton of these fighters, you know, uh, men and women all these different fighters I've met and you build these relationships. And for me, it's really hard to watch people. I know that I really like as people when they're fighting, cause I get really nervous and anxious. The worst one is uh, like when Benson Henderson was fighting like in Bellator, or, like I don't like watching him fight because it makes me uncomfortable because he's like the nicest person um, always puts others before himself. He's such a good dude and you don't want bad things to happen to people you like. Um, unless you're, unless you're garbage human. Yeah. Uh, and then, or, and the other one's Diego, Diego Sanchez. Like he's, uh, he, we were good friends. I don't go to Albuquerque very often anymore. <laughs> and then he had his weird, like he has this weird guru thing, which is whatever, but like, he's a person I genuinely really, really like. And so watching him fight makes me uncomfortable, especially because his training, I don't think is at the same degree it used to be. Um, and I know this isn't a fight podcast but or, or michelle watterson like we if you the karate hottie super nice uh when there's a stupid video of me dressed up with like a mullet and a uh like a handlebar mustache and like i'm pretending like i'm terrible at fighting more than i actually am and like i'm playing around and it's an amateur class and i'm just tooling all these kids like on on the ground and then and they don't get it because i have this big stupid mullet and she was the first one who's like oh man she's saying I'm like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm whatever stupid name they gave me. And like, you're trying to put a French accent on it. And people in the desert don't get like a French accent, yeah. <laughs> like from a, a Quebecois accent. You're like, yeah, oh, this is terrible. But, you know, she's really, really nice. So people you you enjoy as humans and you watch them fight, it makes me feel super fucking uncomfortable watching them fight because they're your friends. You, you don't want your friends to get it. You want them to succeed. And when. Yeah, go ahead. 
Well, that makes like I've talked about that because I'm I'm new to the whole wrestling world, and I got like I got into it because you were coming to town. But I talk I've talked about this on the podcast where I was like I don't like watching you wrestle because like you you sell it so so good that you're actually being hurt or that you're so i remember when you walked out of the ring the one t- last time i saw you i was like are you okay and you're like yeah i'm fine <laughs> but it's still it's like you, it looks like you're got, getting your ass kicked and then you're kicking the other guy's ass or whatever but yeah i i totally understand that but it's got to be nice watching people that you don't like fight like i'm sure you'd love to watch jake paul fight more the what i hate is that he's having success yeah yeah <laughs> Which, He's like, I'm world class. I'm like, you beat a guy who is a basketball player. And <laughs> like, not to say you have to be a, a tremendous athlete. And I think he won the duck con- dunk contest and stuff. Tremendous athlete, but like, boxing. not a fighter. No, yeah. no, not a fighter. And you could tell like he had not put in the proper training beforehand. Because when he got hit, you know, it's just like, oh, this is different. You know, when you you can feel awesome and cool and all this other stuff on on the pads if you got a good pad coach like they can make you look like a million bucks but like the pads don't hit back the bag doesn't hit back and then we got like and, and jake paul's a bigger guy he's fighting at 190 something you got a like a 200 pound dude coming at you like guns a blazing it's a different story yeah and no kidding just, and and like not a, your average person is not prepared for that unfortunately it's why like you see all these neck beards on the internet where they start like trash, like, oh, this guy sucks. I could beat him up. Like, well, let's fight. You yeah. should fight me. <laughs> I fight at 155 pounds. Now, do I walk around with that? No, probably closer to 200. <laughs> but like, you don't have to know that. Right? Yeah. No kidding. Well, that's why it would be nice to theoretically see Jake Paul and Conor McGregor fight because I'd just like to see one of them get knocked out in some way. Like, that seems like a win win. Yeah. Never like, going to happen. It'll never happen, um, but hopefully, if it does happen, they both knock each other out, and then we never see them again. Like yeah. same time, double KO. Yeah, no, that'd be a good way to clean clean out the garbage. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Okay, well, let's. That we're at eleven minutes. Let's get on to uh, horror movies. You want to talk about some horror movies? Yeah, let's let's do it. I think that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I wanted to give people a little bit of the fight stuff because, and also I'm interested. I know we talk quite a bit, so like I know about a lot of this stuff, but I know people like hearing about it. Um, but we are a horror podcast, so let's start talking about horror movies. But before we do that, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. Yeah. So you watched it? Yes. Thoughts? Uh, I think, and and I might be wrong. I might be out to lunch, and this is just by watching the the one. I I have a theory of what it's going to become, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. Like, what do you think? What do you think of it? I don't I don't have a theory on what it's going to become. I'm just I'm relieved to see that it is looking crazy. Like the the chaoticness of the whole trailer looks awesome. Like I'm a big fan of Adam Wingard, the director who who made it, and he's always done like really like smaller movies, like. Uh, uh, what's the one you're next the guest which is one of my favorite movies and yeah so I really like him I'm rooting for him and this is a huge opportunity uh, but I have concerns because I remember that even King of Mo- the Godzilla King of Monsters trailer looked fun as well and I this this trailer made me go back and give King of Monsters another chance to see if I was too hard on it and I figured out why I don't like those Godzilla movies and it's just because they are so like they look so good and like the fights are awesome, but they're 
those can like that can only hold your ten- attention for so long. Like when it's just wall to wall CGI, you're gonna yeah. get like I get desensitized from it, and it's pretty ni- mind numbing. Um, but also the characters and the Godzilla movies are terrible. Like they're all it's the generic monster thing where it's people staring outside and looking scared. And then them being all like emotional and it's just it's not good. I haven't liked either of the Godzilla movies. Love Kong Skull Island. I don't know how you feel about that one, but I fucking love that movie uh, because it's batshit insane. It's crazy. And all the characters in it are at least fun to watch. You got like Shea Wiggum, Samuel Jackson, John C. Riley. Like they can't even compare to those Godzilla movies in terms of fun. But the main thing I took away from that trailer is that that god awful song. <laughs> The song in the trailer is brutal. Yeah, you almost got to mute it because of that song. But like like you said, there's a lot more character development in the Kong movie because like Kong is definitely a big part of it. But you go with the Godzilla films. Godzilla is the main character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's the only one that's developed. And even though it's a, it's a giant lizard, so you can only develop it so much. So. But like I growing up, I, I used to go to Rogers video and rent all those old school, like what, 60s um, yeah. Godzilla films. And I'd watch them. And then like you, you start putting it together, like the Mecha Godzilla um, plot is and, and aliens is kind of like what Mars Attacks used. You know what I mean? Like for oh. the, the sound, the, the sound that causes them the the good guys to win like it's the exact same shit and you're like this came from this piece of garbage like (laughs) i'm I'm like 15 and you're like i could i could write better than this i think i see where you're going now though i think i see where you're going with because i didn't piece together because it's been a long time since i've seen those godzilla movies but like the mecha godzilla has an appearance in the trailer at least that's what people are speculating like you can i think you can briefly see him at the very beginning of the trailer him or her i don't know what mecha godzilla identifies as <laughs> but like they're gonna, they'll, they'll, Kong and Godzilla are gonna end up teaming up against with each other to take down bigger monsters. Hey, is that what you think? What that's what I think is. Uh, so this is, and this is just my thoughts. At one point, so at the start of Mecha Godzilla in the horror shit old movie, it, it looks like it's Godzilla, and then when the all this fake skin and stuff comes off, then it's Mecha Godzilla, right? Oh, and damn. the big difference was the red eyes. So if you take a look at the Godzilla, the, the Kong versus Godzilla trailer, the first Godzilla has red eyes as oh. opposed to so. And like, granted, this is just bullshit theories coming from a guy who's getting right. head for a living. Oh yeah. So there's that. And then um, at one point, there's like you see a max power type thing, like like where it's looking through. That's the other thing. And what I and this is just my theory, and I might be wrong, and I'll probably get called out for this, but I think you're right. Like there, it's going to be Kong and Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla, and one of those. Remember when John C. Riley in Skull Island was saying, um, "You don't want to wake up the things underground because oh, those shit. are the things that killed Kongs." So I think that those are going to make an appearance, and you're going to see Mecha Godzilla and whatever the fuck those things are against Godzilla and King Kong. Doesn't this conversation just get you insanely horny though? Like that sounds amazing. <laughs> it would probably make me that way if I didn't realize I'm such a fucking nerd while yeah. I'm saying it. <laughs> you're hey, you're, this is a safe space. This is where you're allowed to be a dork. We literally but, built a show on being dorks. Which like that that that's the main thing, and like that's the nice thing about about movies. And this is what those trailers should be doing is like 
hey, I, you know, like in pro wrestling, they call it like the dirt sheets where like people are trying to find out different themes and where things are going. And people ruin uh, movie trailers and stuff. Be like, oh, I found this script and this is what's happening. And actually <laughs> this. And you're like, dude, like, let me pretend that Mechagodzilla is in this. And one of the other scary monsters are going to fight Kong and Godzilla. Because me and Boozy were actually talking like, you can't have Godzilla or Kong really win. Because no. it just kind of, it knocks them down a peg. So what you do is they fight, one wins, you fight again, the other one wins, and then they're like, oh, we have to team up, because that's my monster voice. We have to <laughs> team up to fight Mechagodzilla, right? <laughs> so that's why I think, that, that's why I think it's going to happen. And uh, I might, this might be based on nothing. No, I, I hope you're right about that. But the, the concerns that I have, I also like, you see that there's, okay, so there's Millie Bobby Brown and King of the Monsters, where she can like control Godzilla or something. <sighs> Uh, and then in this new trailer, they show that there's a kid who is the only one that Kong listens to. So I was like, oh boy, are we going to have two kids like telepathically controlling monsters and fighting? Because that I don't want, but I think it's coming our way. Uh, I just want a dumb, fun movie. But the thing is, like, I yeah. want it, keyword fun. Like, even uh, King of the Monsters, it's not fun after two and a half hours of just like, it's it just, there's no stakes because all of it is stupid. <laughs> So just yeah. like, have, I just want to have fun with it. And that's what Kong did. Um, so that brings me to my next question, though. As a guy who has trained in combat sports for a large portion of his life, theoretically, if one had to win, who would it be? Uh, so, like, I think that like, you got to kind of weigh your options. King Kong, he has, like, opposable hands. Yep. Um, can make a fist. All these strength might be on his side. He's a grappler. Fire. He's a grappler, but fire breathing wins every time. So I gotta go Godzilla. Godzilla's think my so? homie. I think yeah. so, you know? He's that like yeah, I, fighting oh, fighting power. And then you got fire breathing. He's older. He's obviously more mature. So he's the savvy veteran. Yeah. Uh, like like John C. Riley said, King Kong or Kong is is an adolescent, so he's not quite there. Yeah. So that's why I think I, I got Godzilla. Is my favorite. And as as Denzel Washington once said, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Yeah, from exactly. the hit film Training Day. <laughs> um, I fucking love Training Day, but uh, it's a good film. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but no, like that's see. I was curious about how you would think about it because the way that I think we were having this discussion off air before about how Brazilian Jiu Jitsu versus like any other type of fighting, it's like not even comparable because Jiu Jitsu, if you get them on the ground, it's it's over. Um, and Godzilla has those little, little arms, but at the same time in the trailer, it shows that he has like, his arms are bigger now. Like, I, I don't get it. I think I got to just take a closer look. Well, like, I think that they made his arms bigger and then they made Kong bigger. So they're like, okay, well, we're going to make him bigger. So like, it doesn't look like, yeah, like a child fighting, you know, Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, I would pay great money for that though. Uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, that's uh, I'm looking forward to Godzilla versus Kong. I'm skeptical just because, you know, I've been burnt twice now. Not not a fan of those Godzilla movies, but I do still like the character. Godzilla is untouchable. Like if if you were to ask me 10 years ago before any of these movies came out, I'd be like, oh, Godzilla all day, every day, all day. But the Kong in Skull Island, I think, is a lot more badass than people are giving him credit for. No, I agree. I agree completely. But you also have to take a look that. Godzilla was able to survive the Matthew Broderick film. So he's, <laughs> un true. 
<laughs> He's indestructible. Dude, maybe one of the, maybe this Godzilla is one of those baby Godzillas at the end of the Matthew Broderick one. That film is garbage. <laughs> it is, but I still like that more than the two recent Godzilla movies. Like honestly, but I think that's nostalgia is helping out with that one a bit. Well, I think partly you just like uh, Puff Daddy singing "Come with oh, Me." Hell yeah, with the Led, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. guitar riff. God, I had yeah. that soundtrack. That oh yeah, soundtrack. so did I. Yeah, You're everyone like, did. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to come with me and i'm gonna listen to green day yeah brain stew exactly and <laughs> skip all the other ones and like i remember i it's so weird i used to fall asleep to cds when i was a kid and i would fall asleep to the godzilla soundtrack i don't know why but i would always wake up during the jamaraquai song <laughs> like this is just the worst uh, <laughs> but i want right. to put on silver chair instead yeah no kidding uh or Goo Goo Dolls. I was really into yeah. Goo Goo Dolls when I was a kid, but not anymore, obviously. I, at least I wouldn't ad- admit to it or tell anyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. What have, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about what you've been up to. What movies have you checked out? Uh, I've been, uh, Kevin at the lobby, one of his most loyal customers, it seems like lately. So oh, yeah. if you get a chance, if you're in Edmonton area, go see the lobby. It's like the last rental store. So he's been he's been keeping me up to date with horror and all types of film. Uh, before I get into the the horror movies, I just uh, I watched last week. You cannot kill David Arquette. Yes. What do you think? I really liked it. I uh, I, I found it interesting that he didn't understand why all pro wrestlers hated him at the beginning. And yeah. it's like you, so like quick recap, he realized everyone fucking hates him and his movie career went down the shitter. And, um, so he wanted to know why everyone hated him. It's because he won the most prestigious belt at the time, which is the WCW belt, which was an offshoot of basically the NWA belt, which had been around forever. You have guys like Harley race, Hulk Hogan, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, all these like tremendous pro wrestlers in time that have won this belt. And then they have David Arquette with no <laughs> training. He's garbage. He didn't know what he's doing. He's coming off of like being doofy on a scream, you know yeah. what I mean? Or whatever is real. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but like, it's kind of like one of those uh, redemption stories. So it's kind of nice. You know, you could tell that there was some. Um, um, some like, you know, when, when the documentarians kind of like, they fuck with it because they're like, Oh, we're going to paint this picture instead. You can tell that there's some, some stuff, uh, that isn't organic, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I see they have a bunch of backyarders, which are better than some of like some of the indie wrestlers I've seen lately. So it was, yeah. it was pretty funny. There's some great wrestling. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I loved it. I thought it was so good, but I'm also, I'm a David Arquette apologist, but keep in mind that I'm also, I was never like a huge wrestling fan. So it makes sense that that didn't like affect me that much. I just, I always (laughs) liked him in scream and like he was in a bunch of teen movies growing up and I always just kind of liked him being the, I always, I didn't mind David Arquette. Uh, but there, with having said, there was a day that came where you could tell, like, it's like, all right, man, your best days are behind you. It's time to at least step back for a little bit. Like, I'm hoping he makes a comeback now because that guy's been through a lot. Like his whole family has that Arquette family is insane. Like they're not, not to say they're crazy. It's just the shit that they've had to deal with, uh, is pretty nuts. 
Well, like when they start telling about his dad and the family yeah. and like based how they're in a commune and stuff like that's crazy. But I think he's on the on the upswing, you know, yeah. and actually there's the next one on my on my list was 12 hour shift. Oh, nice. That? Yeah, we, yeah, we showed so, that one at the Broadway theater here. Oh, did you? Like, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. There was some, uh, I like, once again, another wrestler, Mick Foley's in it. Yeah, he's, he's not like, he's not a comedian or anything in it. He's just like, he actually, the thing is, a lot of people forget is how big Mick Foley is. He's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a big man. And he's in it. And he obviously, he walks like he's been thrown off a hell in a cell. Yeah. Uh, when he's walking in at the end and you're like, yeah. That's definitely Mick Foley. You don't see his face, but you see how he's lumbering around. And you're like, yeah. yep, that's that's mankind. Uh, overall, I really I enjoyed that film. You know, there's some good funny parts in it. There was, uh, you know, just like we all know, have those idiot family members like in 12 Hour Shift. And yeah. that's how I really resonated with it is it's like, hey, I know I have family members that are just like this, this cousin. They're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah and that one was written and directed by bria grant who's been in a, a bunch of movies um recently like some good, really good horror movies but she i think she's about to make uh, have a huge career for herself no i i i really enjoyed enjoyed her uh enjoyed the the movie like yeah, i thought it was yeah. good you know it was fun i i think like the big thing is yeah it's it's fun yeah cool so it's 12 hour shift and you cannot kill David Arquette. Uh, I'll, do you have some more? Because I can oh, knock. Yeah. Okay, I'll knock uh, a couple off and then we'll jump back if that's cool. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, the only one that I have to talk about that isn't related to Alien. Heads up, folks. This is going to be an Alien-heavy episode. Uh, you kind of know the terror table to almost always mention Alien, but I've been in a pretty big of a deep dive lately. But the one I'm going to give a shout-out to is Citizen X, which uh, is a made-for-TV movie. It was on HBO. Yeah, this is the one. The reason I want to mention this one is because I know you and your girlfriend really enjoy serial killer movies. Yep. And this one is so it came out in 1995, and it's based around uh, the hunt for Andre Chikatilo. Do you know much Ooh. about Andre Chikatilo? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. man, this movie was awesome. Like, it's I really enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's a it's a movie that's more about the hunt and you know the crazy things that happen along the way rather than the actual killer. With that being said, there's still some extremely grotesque scenes that they don't shy away from. Uh, you 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 see how evil this man was and what he was capable of. Uh, it makes it a little harder to watch now. I don't know if you were ever a fan of The Walking Dead, uh, but the guy who plays Andre Chikatilo is Jeffrey Damon, who played Dale on The Walking Dead. He's like a real nice old guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he oh, no. he played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he plays Andre Chikatilo, and he does a really good job. But then uh, the movie's also starring Stephen Ray, who you know from, like, everything. This guy's been in Interview with a Vampire, V for Vendetta. Um, There's a couple, like, Underworld, who's in a couple of those movies. Uh, but then you have the legendary Donald Sutherland. He's he's in this movie quite a bit. And Max von Sydow, like, just an awesome cast. So that yeah, that made really. it all the much better. But it was just really well-written, really well-directed. It also has uh, Joss Ackland in it, who's Hans from The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and good Lord, like he <laughs> plays the polar opposite of Hans in this movie. Like he is so hateable and disgusting and it's so hard to watch him. But it just it just further reinstates how good of an actor he was. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking out Citizen X. It's on uh, if you have Crave in Canada, it's on the HBO channel. So 
definitely worth a look, Citizen X. Um, I'll let you knock off a couple more, and then we'll get into the alien talk. Deal. Um, so, uh, on kind of like on your recommendation, I watched uh, Witchfinder General. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was, I was really happy with that because I've never. I'm kind of like we were talking. You were talking about in the one, one episode where he didn't really delve into the, like the really old Vincent Price stuff, and he's a really good piece of shit in that in that oh, yeah. film. Like he's a He's a good bad guy. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So there was that one. I enjoyed Witchfinder General. I watched The Dark and the Wicked, and I really enjoyed a lot of things with this. And like, let me know if I'm off the mark on this. The tension they built, all that. Like, I could not connect with the sister character in that. The brother, yeah. I could, but I could not connect with the one character. And it kind of like almost would bring me out of it. A lot of like the plot and like the scares and everything was really good. And I, I put it on my letterbox, but like the one sister, I just could not get behind for some reason. Yeah, no, that's understandable. I think a lot of people are having those, like, it seems like if the people who didn't like Dark and the Wicked, it's for that reason or that there wasn't a lot to her or like yeah. even the movie in general. It's It's a pretty contained and uh quiet movie like it, not a lot happens but it's all just the the tension and everything like you said that's what's great about it um but no I, that makes total sense to me i'm i didn't really have that experience with her but i'm also just kind of like boozy and i are brian bertino stands mm -hmm. so we we just like love everything that that guy does uh but yeah so i don't know i liked it no Sounds i like i too. really i really enjoyed it there's it's it would be in my top 10 for sure of the year I thought uh, a lot of really good things that like, and that's kind of being nitpicky is like for a horror film, you don't always have to connect with all the characters, the brother I did. And like yeah. at the end, I was just like, what? Yeah. Um, that's my surprise voice. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, and it was from listening to your guys' top 10. And then I also watched the rental, um, nice. which I also enjoyed. Uh, as Kyle would say, this movie is dangerous because it gives people <laughs> yes. bad ideas. Let's let's get in. Let's get into it. Oh no, actually, you know what? We're gonna get into that a little later. <laughs> but that's gonna come that, up. That, that was just a, like a little dirty dig on Kyle because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my favorite thing to do is uh, mention people who and their dumb opinions when they're not here to defend themselves. <laughs> like when Jesse so Switzky. Yeah, when Jesse <laughs> thought that American Vandal was real. Um, <laughs> yeah so what wait a minute. so which the rental is dangerous you think yeah because <laughs> it could give people ideas to to uh well get those rental properties and install cameras and then murder them it makes and sense that's, to me yeah that that also seems like something <laughs> that kyle would do like i could see him getting influenced by that I don't know. I think he's more likely to like rent the place and then put up Pokemon fucking <laughs> posters everywhere. Yeah, or have like an underground Pokemon tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just cover the place in like Cheeto dust. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Do you have any any more you want to get out of the way? Uh, I watched Tommy Knockers, the miniseries from '93. Oh, Fuck me, that I like. I remember my parents watching it, and I was like, as I'm watching it, I'm waiting for something to happen. And uh, it doesn't till the, like the last eight minutes. I'm like, I fucking waited two and a half hours for nothing. Um, 
Yeah, it's not good. I was really yeah. sad. Was uh, <laughs> like it's been so long since like I don't think I've ever seen Tommy Knockers in full, but wasn't that a TV adaptation too, or it was like a couple yeah. episodes? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like three, three, like or it was like part one, part two, but it's yeah, you know, it's it like what they did with the the Langoliers, except not quite as bad. Yeah, the Langoliers <laughs> is. I was just about to mention that one. Fuck that movie. That was so uh, rough. Worse than it, but better than Langoliers. Yes. Okay, that sounds about right. <laughs> awesome. Got any more? Uh, so I watched, uh, like I, I said, I was going to watch the thing from another world, the, the original, the thing yep. film. Uh, and then this sparked me debating with neckbeards on, on Twitter. Cause I was like, after watching it and then you watch the thing, cause you have to, um, and then I watched the, the prequel, which like, it gets a lot of hate, but I think it's just because it was so rushed in the CGI, the CGI is so shitty that it pulls you out of it. Uh, but back to the original, the thing from another world, I enjoyed it. You know, I can definitely see why they did certain things due to censorship and stuff like that back in that time. And, uh, I think it's, it's a good film, you know, for its time, it's ahead of everything, but, uh, back to neck beards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said that the, the thing deserves a, a proper sequel as a poet. And I put in 1982 in brackets, you know, the thing 1982 needs a proper sequel, as opposed to a remake. And I think most people who are horror nerds will agree. And this one, like, actually, uh, <laughs> that's the remake. And you're like, I put 1982 in, in brackets for a reason. Yeah. And he's like, well, like, dweeb. fucking nerd, you don't get the thing. John Carpenter is my God. You know, like, <laughs> shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, and, but, uh, but by doing that, I started going down the rabbit hole and I found that the thing uh, sequel that was the mini series, I think, for sci-fi that I yeah. sent you, and like that that shit's that that kind of thing gets me excited. That makes me really cool. I, I well, it doesn't make me cool. I'm never cool, but it really makes me excited. You so know? you because, you read it? Yeah, yeah. yeah a... I read I read yeah I read the first half, and then I got going the like night two because they were gonna they were gonna Stephen King mini series it where they do it over two nights. So uh, I, I finished night one and I'm really looking forward to like finishing the second half. Nice. Yeah. You sent that to me. I think it's on a website that's just called Outpost 31 and yeah. you can read it. So I'm, I'm planning on giving that one a look. Have you read the original thing script or like, I mean, the John Carpenter's the thing script? No, not yet. It's pretty or no way. I, sorry. I just got that mixed up with alien because I read the thing <laughs> script and alien and uh alien like all the characters names are different and they were like all they weren't they didn't say if they were men or women uh so it's really cool that like ripley was born after after the script was finished and she became such a crew she is like that she's that franchise she's the series right yeah yeah that's so cool <clears throat> yeah i want to i want to read that uh thing the thing two-part series there i it was supposed to happen in 2005 is what i yeah. looked up and found yeah but that's the other thing, too, is that you wonder, though, if it was on the Sci-Fi Network, like they I don't think they have maybe even one or two titles that were practical effects driven. Like they did so much with computers as well. So it, it would be pretty easy to expect a Sci-Fi channel, the thing to be terrible. But I would still I'd like to see it in the right hands. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. if you can take it and keep the the practical effects, at least as part of it, I understand yeah. that like it's tough yeah go ahead 
Well, no, it's just the, it's different. Like uh, the world has changed. Like people, people nowadays would walk into the, the original, the thing, and I'm sure that it would get some visceral reactions at times. But the thing is like the world has changed. So it's obvious that they're going to update a little bit and have like, you know, some CGI over top of it. And I'm, I'm not against that. I'm definitely not an anti CGI guy, but I'm with you on wanting to see a, a proper sequel rather than a remake. <laughs> Uh, did you play the the thing video game on PS2? Yes, yes. Loved that game. And yes, it, so like, good. It filled in holes and it continued on direct, like pretty much directly after, which is always like I think is always kind of cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Because yeah, I remember you like it. It yeah, it starts when Childs and McCready are sitting in the snow at the end. Like that's such a good idea. It it I think it like it's always tough because part of the Part of the magic of that film is you don't know if one of them is infected, what happens to them next, what's in the bottle that McCready hands to child. You know, all these different things that are like those question marks make you love it more. So if you answer them, does that take away from the magic of the first film? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. It is one of those ones that I'm perfectly okay with them like leaving alone entirely. And I know you feel the same way because it's your favorite movie of all time. Um, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna get to that hopefully this weekend. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's another. While we're on the topic of that, which which could segue into my my little quick thoughts that I have on Alien. <laughs> um, uh, we did you finish the Alien Three unproduced screenplay? No, I'm like I'm about two chapters in. Like it, okay. I got like what I like about this Alien Three screenplay is how in depth it is. And how it how well it's done. So I'll let you you kind of like go off on it, but I I'm super impressed with it. Yeah, no, it's yeah I got it for Christmas finally. I've I've been wanting this for years. It's funny, like when we went to Florida for Universal Horror Nights, uh, that it was around the time where this was supposed to be coming out, and I think it got delayed or something. But I went into this like really cool comic book shop in Florida, and the guy just talked to me like I was a complete moron for this. He was like. That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. I'm like, well, it does though. It just might not be in your shop. Anyways, I got the, I got a copy. <laughs> I read it. Uh, so it was by William Gibson. It's in the form of like comic books and graphic novels. I know that there's people who get mad about people calling comic books graphic novels, but uh, it's in comic <laughs> form. And uh, the the thing that I really like about it though is that the the art was done by Johnny Christmas, who's like one of the best comic book writers working right now, or one of the best comic book artists working right now. He's so good, and yeah, the art in this thing is amazing. Uh, that being said, I've this obviously I prefer this than than what we got for <laughs> Alien Three. Um, oh. It's it's I, Alien Three took bigger swings which I, I get it. I commend them for that. Did it work? Not for me at all. Uh, but I know there's a lot of people in it. A lot of people who love that movie. I, I've tried rewatching it again recently. And I just, I, there's so many things about it that I just can't get into. Um, but what I like about this unproduced screenplay is that uh, you get a lot more Bishop. There, there's more Bishop. I, I've always really liked him and it feels like an actual alien story. Like it would fit into the universe of, uh alien and aliens and then this like whereas alien 3 is such a like drastic tonal shift so is the second one debatably um but i don't know i just uh 
it's just alien 3 is just so like drab dingy and like overly yellow and it just bums me out like i and also like the good thing about this screenplay is that there's xenomorphs in this one (laughs) there's a little (laughs) bit more of a xenomorph in in the screenplay so that's something i like a lot more uh but yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things that like a lot of people really like alien 3 and i think there's a lot of good things to say about it. it just unfortunately just doesn't connect with me at all and um this script I would have liked to see, but I don't think it's necessarily like the end all be all. This is, this was the answer. This was what they should have done. Like I think people who think that would get a little carried away. Cause it is kind of redundant. Like a lot of the stuff, like you've seen it in alien and aliens. So it's just more of that, but you know, don't break what isn't broke. Don't fix what isn't broken is always well, been my thing. Like I leave through it. Cause I knew you were going to be asking about it. And like, you see elements of like a, a combination of like some alien resurrection stuff in there and you see it continues the story a lot better it like alien resurrection is super clunky in my opinion alien 3 is a mash of all these different ideas that could have been good if they would have picked one and like obviously learning the history of alien 3 you're like oh that's the issue is like yeah. Fox taking over. They've spent half their budget just on scripts before the movie even starts. Yeah. Well, they had started filming the movie. They started filming the movie before the script was even done. <laughs> and oh. you can tell. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's a mess. But speaking of Alien Resurrection, I re- revisited that uh, a couple nights ago. And yeah, that's one that I, man, I, okay, when I was a kid, I loved Alien Resurrection. Like, I rented it frequently from the video store. I was like, <laughs> I was around the age where I was watching Mikey. So, like, Re- Alien Resurrection, I was too young to know that it was bad. Like, I just liked that there was a lot of xenomorphs in it. Um, the characters were crazy. Sigourney Weaver was a badass again. And her, you know, doing the whole <laughs> basketball flex, that was fun. Uh, but the swimming xenomorphs, <laughs> swimming xenomorphs was what really got to me. Watching it the other night, I just like totally understand why everyone hates it so much because it really is just a shit on the franchise. And, uh, you know, like not like Alien 3 wasn't perfect, but this is it's definitely worse. Um, and the the problem is it, it lacks all style. Like the original, the other Alien films, they like at least Alien 3 still felt like it was sort of in that world. Whereas Resurrection, like Joss Whedon and the folks who created made this movie, I know that French director who made Amelie, I don't know his name off the top of my head. But he just didn't have the vision that that uh, Ridley did or James Cameron did, and um, I know that's hard to come by. But don't make a fourth installment if you can if you can't get even somewhat close to it. Uh, but it's just it's just such a messy movie, and they did like so many so many weird mistakes, like making the that climax the climax of that new alien giving it like sympathetic oh. eyes. Like that thing is so fucking stupid. It's so hard to look <laughs> at because it's just like okay, let's take everything that was good about a xenomorph and you know do it differently on this character and it's it just it didn't fit into the universe at all and it's it's just a very very messy movie and i i don't know above like to wrap things up a little bit on this i just feel like joss whedon and like the other people behind this movie didn't they don't see alien the way i do or that a lot of us do it just didn't feel like it felt quite disrespectful uh, but i've still seen it like 10 times so what can I say? Um, yeah. Like you said, you can hear me, right? Yep. Because I've been muting it on and off. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, but there, there's, uh, it's lacking heart, which is what gives 
a lot of like aliens, a lot of, you know, like a lot of its power. Alien is a different story and alien, like it's tied with the thing as my favorite film. I think kind of like with you and Jaws is like up there. Right. Yeah. But for, for me, it's, it's how it makes the, the viewer feel is the keys to those first two movies. The first film makes you scare yourself with that Hitchcock type esque, um, make you, make you imagine way more than what's being shown. And aliens is, uh, one of those films where you get sucked into the characters cause they're developed and you feel something for them. Alien three, you, you still have that attachment to, to Ripley and then resurrection is just a mess. Yeah, totally. What do you think about alien covenant? So I watched it the first time and I was like, Oh, that's, it's not bad. It's not great. Um, the second time I watched it, there were some good things, but overall, um, very disappointing. I'm still waiting for a good film. I, <clears throat> the big switch at the end, I saw coming from a mile away. Yeah. Like it just like, it felt forced. And, and to be honest, I don't consider it an alien movie. I consider it, um, a Prometheus film, which is yeah. Prometheus is in that universe, but it's more a Prometheus film than it is an alien. And people can say I'm wrong and that's fine, but that, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that makes sense. I, it's definitely, it feels a lot more connected to Prometheus than alien. Obviously it's all these years later and everything, a different crew. Um, but I was a huge fan of Prometheus when it came out and I still am. I still actually really like that movie. Um, I saw that twice in the theater I don't, something's wrong with me. Uh, but I rewatched Alien Covenant for the third time last night. So this is my third time seeing it. And every time, like, I came out of that theater, like, so bummed out. I thought it was terrible. Like, I, I was just bored by it and I thought it was messy and it just didn't, it just didn't do, tick off any of the boxes that I wanted from an alien movie. But boy, I have come around to it every time I watch it. Like, I can still see all the flaws, which there are a plenty. Uh, but there's so much good shit in Covenant that I wrote off the first time and like started to notice. I was like, maybe I don't hate this as much the second time. And then last night I was like, man, I was just having a blast watching those alien sequences. And, you know, they're not practical effects driven or anything. But I think that the violence, like the CGI violence is so gnarly. Like, I think it looks good. And uh, especially at, like the backburster scene. It's yes. like a genuinely scary, scary scene in the movie. Bottom line, movie still is such a fucking mess. But the last 40 minutes is a blast. It's so fast paced. And I really I've grown to like it quite a bit. When the action picks up, it is a good film. But um, and, and some of this is maybe when we really put something on a pedestal that we are totally. nostalgic about and those other things that we hold it to such a higher standard because of it. But at the same time, I, I like you said, it's messy the violence is is top notch like even cgi wise like you said the backburster scene even just like the shower scene is much more violent than you've oh, seen yeah. in other films that guy getting but, the the mouth through his mouth yeah <laughs> yeah so you know cool. and 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 you know there are some really good elements but i think the thing is is like it makes people upset because you know this is uh like on litterbox there's only a couple five star or whatever like top-notch films right and like alien and aliens fit into that for me so you have a lot to live up to and prometheus is a a really good film 
and that's why I say it's more it's a good Prometheus film. It's a mediocre alien film. Does yeah, totally sense? agree. Yeah, totally agree with that. And that's coming as someone who, yeah, we it sounds like we both really like it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the problem with like Prometheus and then Alien Covenant is, well, Ridley's been fucking with the world so hard for so long. Like him being like, remember when Prometheus was coming out and being like, it's not related to Alien. Well, it's in the Alien universe, but no, it's not. But is it? And like he kept doing that. And then you finally see the movie and you're like, okay, hey, yeah, there's a space jockey that we're in the Alien universe. Uh, and then Covenant comes out. I think he's just put he puts way he's put way too much stock into this whole who created the creators storyline that's just so like not interesting in a world of alien. Like it's not that's not what made the original great. It's not even what made aliens great at the at the core. It's just like it gets way too fucking convoluted. And it just like they pack so much in and the whole David David's kissing thing is super fucking weird and unnecessary. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know the, I just, the thing I always forget about covenant when I rewatch it is how amazing the cast is. Like even uh, you got James Franco barely there. Like, he gets blown, <laughs> blown up in the first 10 minutes. I'm always like, Oh, I forgot. He's technically credited in this movie and Billy Crudup. I love him. Uh, there, there's a lot of like really good actors in it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've definitely come around to it, but it's still, I would, in, if we're considering ranking Prometheus as an alien movie, I would say it goes Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, Covenant, and then the other two are pretty much a toss-up for me. Like, they could switch any day. Uh, but I'd probably I'd probably be more inclined to say that 3 is better than Resurrection. I, I think I agree 100% with your list. Yeah? Bang on. Sick. Awesome. Uh, like like you're saying, um, where the issues becoming with some horror films, or at least to me, and this might be just the old man in me that uh, is speaking, but I don't really give a shit about these histories of the bad guys, the history right. of the jockeys. The, I don't give a fuck about, um, no. you know, Freddy Krueger, what he was like as a kid. Exactly. You know, like, I don't, or what his mom was that, doing. I don't, I don't care. I don't want an explanation. This is the bad guy. He murders people. I get well, it. And cool. I can keep look, up. Look at the word alien. Like the whole thing that's scary about alien is the unknown is not knowing what the fuck is happening with this shit. So like, I don't want to know about where these things come from. I just think that they are the terror. I still think till this day, number one, most, the scariest death in a movie ever is a chest burster, like face hugger, chest burster. It still gets to me every time. And it's just so masterfully crafted. Fuck. It's good. Um, but yeah, it's weird that I, I'm happy I have someone to nerd out with about alien. Cause I've been reading this, uh, making of alien book. I don't know if you've seen this thing. Uh, I, I, I wrote on your, on your Instagram when you're going through it, but like oh, alien is a masterful film. Like I oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. I've been going through, yeah, the making of alien. It's a big like encyclopedia by JW Rinsler and holy shit. It is awesome. It's just been consuming me this week. I've just, that's, that's, that's what led me to rewatch. Like that's what made me be like, I'm going to toss on resurrection and give it a little bit more of a chance. Watch it as a standalone movie. And I just couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, I agree. I have the, the alien, the novel, like the original novel. Um, nice. I, I bought that. So like, uh, from my dad for his birthday i got him an original artwork made i'll send a picture to you later of like ripley and aliens and like there's all this stuff on the top like xenomorph walls and he, she's got the flamethrower my my dad's favorite film is aliens nice i'm a alien fan 
yeah. he's an aliens and we have and i keep like just to get underneath his skin i i tell him that aliens isn't a horror film that it's an action film <laughs> and he gets pissed off so but i got him that for his birthday and like the guys like was super awesome to deal with and he gave me like that novel and i got a for five bucks i got like an a xenomorph funko nice so yeah, yeah so it's super cool in that sense but um like having stuff that's attached to that first film is so awesome to me oh yeah i agree so i'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that book when, when yeah I get you off should and go on there's, <laughs> there's actually it's keep in mind it's pricey but it's totally worth it i can tell you it's totally worth it the thing is dense like it's going to take a year to get through this thing and there's an aliens one as well Ooh. so i want to i want to get that one that might be a good gift for your dad but uh <laughs> yeah but i don't know i uh yeah i just love it but do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into our main feature? I uh, watched Grizzly Man, which was kind of a horror film. <laughs> Absolutely. <It's>, uh, <laughs> fuck me. Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, no one's surprised that this dude got eaten by a bear. Like, bears bears are going to bear. That's what they do. <laughs> they have the potential to eat people. So it's really weird that it took like 12 or 13 summers for it to happen. I expected it to happen way sooner, but good for him. Good for him to get eaten by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh did i see anything else uh yeah well i watched the vanished uh and then i listened to, well i watched okay i'll preface this i watched 20 minutes of the vanished and then i texted you and you kind of like really explained what i thought was which is just hot garbage <laughs> and and then i wrote uh a letter to thomas jane demanding 30 minutes of my life back <laughs> and <laughs> yeah that's about it Poor uh, Tom my, Jane. My girl... <laughs> hey he did this to himself um, he did the best analogy that i've seen i've heard uh, was that he looks like he's on drugs and then he lost his ability to act during his drug binge and now he's, this is his come like his comeback film and it's not working out nope yeah definitely Definitely feels that way. And same with like, like this is another movie. Actually, I'm just, I'll just say that I got another Tom Jane movie to mention while we're talking about Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's been making some very strange choices recently, but uh, I'm happy to hear I wasn't totally off on that one. I wasn't sure if I was like, was I too hard on the vanished? No. But, yeah, no. I watched that I, whole like, thing. Well, I did not waste that much time with it, no. but like the, the daughter's kidnapped within what, eight minutes. I have no connection to the daughter, I have no connection to their relationship. He obviously doesn't give a shit because he's busy wearing that stupid fucking hat. <laughs> yes. And, Preach, man. Preach. Like, <laughs> like, like, and I've never, like, the only time where I've, like, usually with the kids' characters, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, like, you, you, you want to help the kid or be attached to the kid unless it's Mikey, because, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. But um, the, the only other time where I've been like, fuck this kid is uh don't be afraid of the dark the the oh, movie with with um whoever tom cruise's ex Katie, Katie holmes and guy yeah Pierce and oh yeah that movie's terrible and i i think it was because i hated the kid and i was like oh, yeah. i had no connection to the kid and you're like yeah i don't care if the monsters eat you and then she's they didn't, she's and I was particular sad. that was a good poll she's a particularly <laughs> annoying kid in that movie um <laughs> i i own that blurry and i tried watching it again recently and yeah i just she she ruins it but uh did you know that the director of that movie's from saskatoon really 
or wait, you say he's born in Lethbridge, uh, but he spent he spent most of his life and childhood in Saskatoon. He's like a he's a comic book artist or comic yeah comic book artist. He was on our friend show uh, Erie International graphic novel artist. Yes, <laughs> a graphic novel. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, you get some in. letters about me later. <laughs> I hope so. Just someone let me know you're listening. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, all right, you want to get onto the main feature? Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back to talk about Mikey from 1992. You're gonna have to be very patient with him in the beginning. Get him placed with adoptive parents as quickly as you can. They took him away from his real parents. He was abused or something. I don't know. Who are you? I'm Mikey Trenton. Trentons don't have a kid. Now they do. You don't love me anymore. That's not a toy. I know that. Mikey, no! Um, I'm calling to inquire about a former student of yours. His name is Mikey Trenton, and he's in the fourth grade. Pilgrim's bad for the turkey's fixing. Officially, this case is closed. Put that down. It's not a toy. That's what you said. Hasn't he ever been checked out? Psychologically? Life is full of accidents. What are you talking about? The radio. It's not safe. Why not? Don't you know anything about his history? He's a wonderful kid. He, he's perfect. Yeah, he's too perfect. I've been doing some research into Mikey Trenton's background. If I had a girlfriend, I'd do anything for her. I think that there's something very wrong with Mikey. There's something very strange about him. I think that Mikey's in love with me. He's only nine years old. Why don't you like me anymore? No. Mikey, no! People aren't the ones to be scared of. Living people are. I need all the information you can give me on Mikey Trenton. What do you want, Mikey? It's psychotic behavior. Mikey just needs a good, stable home. Remember, Jason and Freddy were kids once, too. And welcome to our main feature presentation in which we're going to be talking about Mitch Clark's pick of the podcast, Mikey, from 1992. Uh, so creepy kid movies have been a mainstay in the, the horror genre for decades, dating back all the way back to The Bad Seed. There's The Omen, Children of the Corn, Halloween 4, The Good Son. Most recently, there's been Eden Lake, Orphan, and Z who we spoke with the director on the podcast, shout out Brandon Christensen. Uh, but lurking beneath all of these effective, chilling, and sometimes disturbing movies is a little tacky and tasteless movie that maybe should have never been made called Mikey. <laughs> so that's what, we're, that's what we're here to discuss. Uh, the film was directed by Dennis Dempster, a man who is most notable for playing small roles in television shows like The Incredible Hulk, Chips, Fantasy Island, and Charlie's Angels. Um, however, the writer, Jonathan Glasner, he wrote scripts for Alfred Hitchcock Presents, the television series, uh, scripts for The Outer Limits, Freddy's Nightmares, 21 Jump Street, like the original Johnny Depp show, 
CSI Miami, and a bunch of Stargate. So those are the hands that we are in for this film. The film stars Brian Bosnell in the title role, uh, who we, of course, know him as the leading man from the 1994 film Blank Check. I'm sure everyone out there knows that one. And it also (laughs) stars Josie Bissett and Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence, who plays Christy in Hellraiser, uh, which was uh, the first episode that you came on for. We talked about Hellraiser. And, uh, oh, yeah, and it's got that creepy-ass kid from Jurassic Park and Nightmare on Elm Street 5. That Whit, Whit Hertford, I think his name is. But yeah, is that the best friend? Yes, it is. Uh, did you know that this movie was banned from multiple countries when it came out? Uh, is it because it's dangerous? <laughs> yes, I can't wait. Shoot, shoot. Um, <laughs> um, no, I did not know. I can, and I can't really see why, since um, it's a movie. It, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just it's one of those things where I, I if we can we'll, we'll get into that. But it, it was it was banned after the James Bulger case in Britain. I don't do you know yeah, obviously everyone yeah. knows what that it's really disgusting, it's terrible. Um I'm pretty sure both of those murderers are walking free right now with different names. Like they're they have different identities and they're out now, so that's a little scary. But um with all that being said, why why did you choose Mikey? <laughs> We, uh, because <laughs> where oh, did you see ahead. it for I the think... first time uh i remember seeing it uh we we're when i was staying with my mom we were downtown like i didn't know at the time where we were living in a shithole in the alphabet um and across the street was a mac store and they rented movies and i'd always see the mikey film like to you could rent it and we never rented it because it was a giant pile of garbage, apparently. And my mom was right for once. So it's it's cool when that happens. Yeah, that's very rare. My par- my mom tried telling me <laughs> my mom tried telling me from a young age that I would not like Star Wars. So the day that I saw Star Wars at a friend's house, I came home fucking livid. But it's because they saw how much uh, how I would rewatch Batman, like the Tim Burton Batman and Hook. Like Steven Spielberg's hook. I watched those movies relentlessly as a kid. So I think my parents were just like, we, he can't get a hold of Star Wars. If he gets a hold of Star Wars, <laughs> it's game over. And boy, did I ever. And it's never a good day like that day as a kid when you realize you're smarter than one of your parents. That's a bad day. It is a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changes that day. But yeah, so the, like this film, it opens up with a super cheap opening credit sequence that kind of looks comparable to like something on YTV from like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I'm not saying that it's like creep, <laughs> creepy and creepy and effective like Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's just cheap. Um, but yeah, this thing, I've, I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while. It just, I randomly had it pop into my head, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes ago. I completely fought, forgot about this movie. I put it out of my brain. Uh, but then now I saw it, it's on Tubi. So I was like, oh yeah, baby, got to do this. I feel, I feel for Boozy because this should definitely be in his, like his raccoon garbage diving of Tubi. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I told him, I was like, man, you got to watch Mikey before we record next so you can share your thoughts. Cause this thing's got Boozy written all over it. Oh man. And also I'd like to state it's free on YouTube because I think that the producers do not give a shit about this film so much that they will not put up a copyright. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> so let's uh, let's dig into it. So like, I, I want to look up first because there's the the on the poster 
It has an incredible tagline. Uh, oh. Wait, this one. Oh, oh, there's two different taglines for one cover. The one that I used to see as a kid, it says with evil size doesn't matter. Oh that's boy. Te- that's terrible. And then the other one, I, I can't find it right now. I'm just, it's like, you kn- or remember Freddie and Jason were once kids too. Yeah. That's the one I always used to see on the cover was like, yeah, Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers were kids once too, or some shit like that. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. And I, you think that they'd be able to come up with a better name than Mikey, if they're going to try and make a new, like, because that's them making a statement being like, this is going to be a new, and the end of the movie shows you that they were intending to make more of these fucking things. Uh, and it's like, why would you name him Mikey? Like to literally choose any name that isn't already taken by a famous slasher. It's, um, I feel like there wasn't a lot of forethought in that or anything. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> with this that's movie. Fair. Yeah. And you know, it's like Jason, Jason Voorhees, a signature move is like the one that you can tell that he enjoys the most is stabbing people through beds. Yeah. Mikey loves electrocuting people in bathtubs or hot tubs. Okay, so can we start getting into the film? Because I let's like, do it right when you say that. Right when you say that, like where he kills his first bum in the tub by throwing a uh, hair dryer at her. Yeah, and I, I was watching, like, why does she die? Because <laughs> number one, she catches it. It never goes into the water. It's looks like it's not plugged in. Like, yeah, it's I d- all. <laughs> I looked because I watched it. Tw- I know we both watched it twice this week, and I we did hate was- ourselves apparently. <laughs> exactly, but I was paying attention to how uh, how that fucking thing was not plugged in. It 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 boggles my mind because like that's your first. I think that's the first or the second kill, right? The sister yeah. drowning, which is. is like that one is is actually kind of scary because like that's a thing that can really happen. Yeah. But having some little weird dorky kid throw a hairdryer at you while you're in the tub and you catching it will never be scary to me. No, I, I don't know. I don't think anything in this movie will ever be scary. That's one of my questions is like, who the fuck was this made for? Because I watched it when I was like, <laughs> I watched it when I was like seven. So that's an age that Kyle would not want me watching this movie at because it's dangerous. But but the thing is, like, even as a seven-year-old, I wasn't scared of it. But, like, adults sure as fuck couldn't have been scared of this thing. Because, like, you just boot the kid. Yeah, like, I, I've written, I wrote in my notes, like, why isn't anyone just two hands shoving this kid to the ground? And it happens in it where, like, so um, before lockdown, when we, in Alberta, we had, like, this brief window where, you know, kids' class and stuff could happen. And it was a grade three kid. So a year younger than what Mikey's supposed to be. And we did an in-house tournament. So kids just like, they grapple against each other and like, you just, you get to compete and have fun and blah, blah. And this kid got like destroyed by another little girl, by a little girl who is awesome and a killer. And he gets so mad that he goes to like run into her, like in a rage fit. And I remember I just stepped in front and grabbed him. Cause like, I'm, <laughs> 17 times his size yeah. and i was just like this is a great three kid like this there's no way that i like he's so tiny like yeah a grade four kid is tiny i'm never going to be scared of a grade four kid also what the fuck is the teacher teaching these kids are like using cubic square uh, you know cubic squares of fucking soil and all this other stuff i'm like 
there's no way that in grade four they're learning about like plasma and how electricity travels between two points yeah no she clearly just like <laughs> they picked up an encyclopedia and were like eeny meeny miny mo this is what we're oh quantum physics yes yeah. perfect for grade three Hey, grade four love string theory. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, also, that actually ties in. What fucking kid is interested in Albert Einstein to the point of having multiple posters of him on his wall? Uh, he knows that in his bedroom, he has multiple Albert yeah. Einstein posters. Well, like, I get it. The parents are the ones that are um, decorating yeah. the room. Yeah. But at no point am I ever going to look at kids like, let's put up some science posters. Not even just science. Albert Einstein. Yeah, no kidding. That's even worse. That's way more niche. Like I had Backstreet Boys posters and an NSYNC poster, and then I had it next to a the faculty. <laughs> so I, theme. Yeah, I was just I was a strange, strange kid. And then I had a little shrine to Bride of Chucky, which was the weirdest thing. Uh, the VHS tape and like uh the the soundtrack and everything, and it was like <laughs> propped up on my shelf like it was like the the holy grail or something. The lost ark if you will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fucking Mike, Mikey, he's just like a little bite-sized Ted Bundy. That's essentially what he is. He's, they had to model him around Ted Bundy. But sad. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the thing is, is like Ted Bundy, like supposedly feigned being charismatic. This kid is not charismatic. He, he says howdy to everyone, like a weirdo. Um, everything about this kid like is disturbing. Oh, yeah, it's off. Yeah, not disturbing because that would make it effective a mo- of a movie. It's <laughs> yeah. just a fucking weird kid, and there's just I have a whole list of shit that I, I can't wait to dive into. Just like dogpile on this movie. <laughs> Do so, it. Let her buck. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to my notes, so you won't be able to see me, but you'll be able to hear me. Okay. That's um, fine. <laughs> just me being mad. Um, so his friend, Ben, the, the kid from Jurassic Park, um, I had trouble deciding if he looks like an old man or a shrunken old lady. <laughs> he, he literally looks like my aunt. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> like he's like, I don't want to shame a kid, but he's an adult now and he looks equally weird now. Um, yeah. He's always been weird looking though. Like every everyone always remembers that kid from Jurassic Park. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like he, the, he's the good. He's good. Belly. Yeah, exactly. He's good in that because like he he's in it for one scene. If you Google creepy kid from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay. Courtney I'm just popped. Courtney just popped in to say that if you Google creepy kid from Jurassic Park, that his face shows up. He's such a creepy looking kid. I'm sorry that he looks like my Auntie Deb. <laughs> Classic Auntie Deb. <laughs> um, so the other thing I noticed is the dad, the new adoptive dad, keeps calling him names that like what I call people when I immediately forget their name after meeting them. Hey, buddy. Him, like, sport buddy. He calls him Jeeves, Champ, Chief. <laughs> like all these are all fucking things I say. But like when I I'm trying to like imply that I forgot their name but not actually say it. Yeah. Hey. So man, that's like the hey, most great sport. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most degrading thing. One of the things I hate most is being called big guy from someone who's like younger than me or older. Anyone actually is just fuck that. Don't ever call people. Hey, big guy. 
maybe just a super Saskatchewan thing. Yeah, must no, be. No, no, it's it's here too. You hear a lot of guys, um, especially guys. They they'll they'll call each other big guy. I don't know if it's like meant as like a shot at someone or yeah. you know what I mean. Like I can't tell if you're trying to make a dig or not. Yeah, no kidding. It's this. Yeah, what's the other one? Oh yeah, boss. People call you boss. Hey, boss. Yeah, I not a, I don't like that. I don't no, like that at all. No, not a fan. This this movie is very like early '90s. Like number one, the glorious mullets on the children—they're yep. amazing. Uh, also, when they go to the zoo, the music at the zoo is very, very '90s. Like just it, a. It feels it's like so a nice. science science class or something, like where they you you watch like a a video that your teachers make you watch. That's what the yeah. music sounds like. Like where they're trying to pretend like it's super cool, but really it's just lame and sucks. Yep. That yeah. <laughs> is that the scene where he because they do try and develop him to to at least a little bit when he runs over those old people forget yeah. their purse or their bag yeah. and he runs up. That's oh yeah, that's such a cringy scene. Oh. Like the fucking thing is cringy. Uh, oh, so like, remember when he was trying to cheat uh, on the marble game? Which number one? If I'm running a classroom and all these kids start chanting like fucking animals, like marble game, and like they're slamming their fists against the desks to get that prize, like number one, that is crazy to me as someone who has worked in a classroom before. These kids are animals. Yeah. But uh, when he tries to cheat and then he hangs around afterward uh, and the teacher from Hellraiser, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ashley, yeah. La- Ashley Lawrence. Well, yeah. Christy. Well, I yeah. I don't give a shit about her name anymore. <laughs> she was in no. this garbage. But uh, total babe, though. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll agree. Like, definitely early 90s, late 80s. She's uh, still looking but... really good. Also. Really? I don't know. Good that seems her. like a weird thing to say, but I follow her on Instagram. Very pretty woman. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but she scratches his belly like, like, <laughs> okay, champ. And I remember like writing this down, scratches his belly, uh, dash, super fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it is super weird. <laughs> and, like, and, if I, if and I were like, to go home and tell my parents that my teacher was scratching my belly, there would be a different <laughs> conversation happening. <laughs> also, they start talking about like a biology book like taking home your biology book in grade four it's grade four like it's yeah. that yeah cubic yards of soil like what the <laughs> fuck i don't get this and like there's just so much stuff that's so so weird it's 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 like part of why i really i do like the dialogue of movies now is way better than it was back in like the early 90s or the 80s like the dialogue is just super fucking weird in this film. Like the phys ed teacher or the counselor, whatever the fuck he is. He's talking about his favorite movie, which is Nightmare on Elm Street, which should just be a trigger for a kid that's eight or nine. Yeah. And then Grant. talking about that skeleton, right? That's <laughs> yeah. It. That's it. And then telling the kid it's real, which number one, why the fuck would you have like a kid's skeleton in, in a classroom, which is just weird to me. But why would it ever be real? Or even if it's not real, telling the kid it's real, who's obviously disturbed. It's so weird because like that, that's the thing, too, is that I remember watching this as a kid 
like I was younger than he was when I was watching this movie, um, which is very fucked up. But even I knew that it was like, <laughs> like I was also watching Nightmare on Elm Street and like Child's Play and stuff like that. But I was never, I was never like a, a weird, like I, I never reenacted anything weird from these movies. Like I always thought that they were just kind of funny or even if I did thought think they were scary, it was a manageable amount of scary. It wasn't like watching Ernest. Ernest scared stupid, scared me way more than this. That was terrifying as a kid. Oh yeah, that 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 movie fucked with me. To be honest, as a kid, more than any other horror film I'd watched, and it, the person who rented it was my grandma because she's looking after me and one of my cousins. Yeah, and we watched it, and both of us were just shitting our pants. <laughs> I have the same story, man. Like it's yeah, that movie scared me more than anything. I don't know if I've ever been as scared as I was when I was a kid and watched Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh yeah, like it made like. Why is it that scary? And then also, why did Boozy try to like sexualize Ernest? I don't like that. It's Ernest. <laughs> Ernest is a goddamn hero. How dare he you? is a hero. I love that Boozy's trying to sexualize Ernest. He, man, he's gone. He's gone off the deep end on the in the Ernest stuff. <laughs> like 20, 25 years too late. <laughs> yeah, like you missed that boat. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh, I love it, Boozy. Never change. He's the best. Yeah. Um, another thing I wrote down is like, you know, like they do the parent teacher interview uh, with the counselor and uh, whatchamacallit, the counselor, the teacher and the parents. And they're talking about like his, he's making pictures of him, like the turkey cutting up a human. And yeah, he's cutting off a no pilgrim's head. Yeah. And at no point is the fact that this kid is self-harming being mentioned. So this teacher automatically gets an F from me. Uh, oh, he, he was but, mentioning that he pokes himself with attacks. Yeah, but like this is like the thing is, is like at any point where a kid is self-harming, you have to like you have to like make it a big deal because it's bad. As we notice, they, they turn into weird little mulleted psychos yeah. <laughs> in this film. <laughs> but uh, as they're leaving the office and they're talking to each other, the parents the dad gets hit with a ball and he goes to grab it to give it to the kid. And this kid screams, Hey, give it back. And he just like shrieks at the fucking, and they're like, why didn't they just do a second take? Like, I, <laughs> like, I think like the only explanation I could have for that is that they were like showing what a real bad kid is like, but it's like, what a bad way to do that. Cause yeah, the, it's so jarring when that kid just pops in a screaming screen and just start screaming at them it's so weird yeah that makes no sense like it's fucking weird um but but that's uh, also why all these people deserve to die yes everyone in this movie did deserve to die i can say that with confidence spoiler i guess we'll just do spoilers because this movie's garbage and no one should see it yeah Um, this this like i know kid actors uh, always get shit on and that's that's whatever, right? Um, but this kid's such a weirdo. Like when he kills the boyfriend by kicking the ghetto blaster in the hot tub. Again, and he, with the uh, electronics. Yeah, it, it, but this time it actually looked better than yeah. the first time. Uh, but he's like, it could be dangerous or whatever. Uh, or to the boyfriend's like, you need to get out of here. And he's like, because you could die. And you're like, why is this? Why did you carry that on for so long? Like, I, I know. don't get the direction of this film. What, what does he say? He says it, I think, to the mom or somewhere. He goes, I want you to show me what 
dying is like. No, um, I wrote this down. I, I, because the same thing, um, he tells the teacher before he hits her with the slingshot, uh, marble, would you teach me one last lesson, how to die? And then it's (laughs) a slow-mo marble shot. And then her exploding into the wall, like me after I've had a leg day, like if I try to like stand up too quick and I fall over, like she just launches herself into the wall. Like, like, I don't even know what to say because it was so ridiculous and hilarious for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's what like, at least like, especially the second half of this movie is like that. Like (laughs) you can kind of see where they're going, but then it's like, okay, you're losing, you like the legs just keep breaking on the story. Like they, they don't know where to go with it. And it just feels so like haphazardly thrown together. And like not a lot of care was put into it, which you know, it's a horror movie about a serial killer kid. Uh, I just, it's such a weird thing to happen to begin with, to, to make this movie. Yes. Like, I, like I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, like I said, uh, two hands shoving a kid down is like the solution to this kid, you know, being a murderer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, not to mention his like, maybe the world's worst psychologist on screen who takes the kid as soon as, as soon as he like uh, gets out of his old family's house where he murdered everyone. He's like reenacting what happened right in front of him. And then the guy's like not paying attention to him at all. Yeah. Like if that was made now, he'd be like on his phone, like just scrolling through his yeah. Facebook feed. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what he was doing. Oh yeah. Like where he has the hammer and he goes to murder the, the new mom. And yeah. he like smashes her hand and she just walks away and oh. like no urgency, like not, not even saying out, like barely even saying ouch, like she just waddles away slowly. You're like what the fuck is going on? And she then he acts, smashes the glass on the ground. Yeah, she acts like she just like, you know, spilled her coffee on herself or like got some tomato sauce on herself and she was going to the kitchen to clean up. She, she was not acting like she just got smashed in the hand with a fucking hammer by her new adopted son. <laughs> Yeah, like, and then as I as I said earlier, she literally two hands him to the ground, and he like falls starfishes on the ground like he's been shot. So yeah. you're you're wondering what like what's going on here? Like, like is this kid supposed to be threatening? Obviously, this hundred and like twenty pound woman is able to two hand this kid to the ground. Like, what's an actual adult like? A, like an adult male if the dad came home and like just beat the shit out of this kid? Like, I know I'm not. Not condoning violence to kids, but like this kid's a psychopath. Yeah, exactly. And he makes it so obvious throughout the movie. Like that's the thing that's so annoying about it is that there's like no tension because we know the kid did it. That's what makes, I don't know if you've seen The Good Son. I mentioned that. And uh, I really like that movie. And it's a movie that like uh, looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like horrible reviews, but it's back from around the same time, Elijah Wood, Macaulay Culkin. And they, that's what was so why that movie was effective, though, is they don't show you that Macaulay Culkin's a straight up psychopath right off the start. He gradually reveals himself to be a monster. And that's why I think that movie is much more interesting than this. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Also, he doesn't have like that dipshit battle cry that Mikey has, like when he, <laughs> when he has the glass shard and he just like runs at the mom before they fly down the stairwell. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> just Love takes it. you out of it. Yeah. And his, what, what was he watching? Mikey's funniest home videos. <laughs> Yo, fuck so much. Just, 
there's so much like and i wrote down sick photoshop skills on the picture of mikey and and ben's sister like it's just like a picture of of like him on right next to her that he made at home it's so strange brutal um the dinner table scene at the end like the dad walks in right before everything explodes he's just it just takes way too long he's like bruh bruh and then he screams and you're like why why is why are they filming this i know why why is this like just explode him already like the dinner table thing is not a bad idea having that stupid skeleton that he stole from the fucking biology department (laughs) but it was just like this is this is taking way too long like i don't even know what to say and then also the other thing i wrote down is his new identity of josh so i was i was waiting for a josh sequel Oh, Didn't get buddy. it, unfortunately. Oh. Actually, there there's a movie called Joshua from uh, 2007. I remember watching when it. Oh my god, I think Tom Jane's in it. Oh it no! Uh, <laughs> it thicket. The plot thickens. Uh, oh no! It's Sa- <laughs> Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, and Vera Farmiga are in it. But uh, it was actually it's a creepy kid movie, and it's actually I remember it being decent. Now I want to go mm. back and watch that. I think it might be on Tubi. But yeah, it is called nice. Joshua. So you, you like, got your wish. Oh, nice. Well, that's what I've been waiting for. Um, like, they found this kid with amnesia, and then they can't trace him back. He forgot his name. And this is just like a low-key, unnecessary dig that are... And I said, they couldn't do it. Um, I could go back to dental records, because this kid's obviously never seen a fucking dentist. <laughs> <laughs> that is a major roast. <laughs> just not... Not necessary. I like how he's introduced as Josh, and he's basically wearing Ned Flanders outfit when he walks out. Green sweater, pink t-shirt with a shitty tie. Like, yep. full Ned Flanders. Did you see the uh, the route that Brian Bonsile went uh, went through, like, after... Way, like, it was way after Mikey, but, like, the dude has had a troubled, a troubled life. Like, you know, a, a lot of child actors do, but if you ever want to see a tragic story... Uh, look up his story because yeah, he's got neck tattoos now. He's got a bunch of mug shots uh, that are just floating around Google. But you actually mentioned the most interesting thing about it to me, which that he was playing in the Ataris. <laughs> Yes, what I forgot. It. I was trying to think of the. I don't know. Like, it's the neck tattoos, man. That's what got him there. It bummed me out because he was playing with them when they came through Saskatoon, and I didn't go. And I, I, I would have. It would have been funny watching him being like, "Where do I know this guy from?" Because he still looks the same, exact same. Like I saw those those mug shots. Like he's just bigger. That's bigger, the and he's got facial hair and neck tattoos. That's the maybe Kyle was on to something. Maybe this movie was dangerous to film. Well, it's, it, the film's dangerous because it's bad, and like it ruined that kid's life because it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It derailed that Ben kid's career. Obviously, like the only thing other shot he got was in Jurassic Park. Yep, and Elm Street Five. He's yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like yeah, this is just one of those movies. That it didn't hold up at all. If you can't tell, <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend people check this one out. But at the same time. I don't know. I've had I've I had some fun with it, and it's on Tubi. And if any of this sounds intriguing to you, it's it's worth a look. But I uh, I can't really condone giving this one a positive review by any means. 
But it did make me think about another trailer that I saw this week, and I sent it to you. I think you said you had seen it. But there's a fucking school shooter movie coming out. Oh, yeah. With Tom Jane. Uh, (laughs) He's in that one, too. My boy, Tom. Jesus. Do you think he just needs money? I don't know. Did he go through a divorce? Uh, I think he's been through a couple. I know he's dating Anne Heche now because I, I listened to him on a podcast recently. I really, I still really like listening to him. Like I like him, um, but he's a, he's definitely a weirdo. Like he's, he's notoriously known to not wear shoes in public. So like there's pictures of him at like the Academy Awards and he has no shoes on. But, but why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's on his way to the dojo. You should know. Yeah, but I wear shoes there and like, I've I have big ass feet and like no one really notices that like I have size almost 13 feet yeah. but um and I'm 510 <laughs> so my feet get really cold really easy cuz like most of my like size is in my feet like apparently I have the feet of a 6 foot 8 person for some reason <laughs> um but yeah, like my feet get cold. I'd I'd want to wear shoes. Like I guess it's different. We live in Canada, but if he's living in L.A. or something, there's probably like needles and broken yeah, exactly. glass on this everywhere, right? So it makes no sense to me. No, like at least get some Crocs. Yeah, just give up. Wear some Crocs. Buy a <laughs> minivan and wear sweatpants. No doubt. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to say about Mikey. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Sarah said that. It's not the worst movie I've made her see. Um, and I, I, may, I, may, I put her through the, the fucking the ringer of making her watch at least some of the movies I rent from the lobby or watch on, on Netflix and Prime. So she's like, what's that show with the guy from uh, Breaking Dawn, all those shitty movies? Uh, and I was oh. like, High Life? Yeah, she's like, yeah, that one. That one was terrible. And I'm like, I can see that. I thought it was bad. I agree. I didn't. I did not enjoy it. But yeah, I still need to check that one out because I know I know Kyle really liked it. Surprising. (laughs) (laughs) I love how he's gonna actually take this as disrespect, but it is no disrespect. If anything, you always want him on the show. I I I'm still waiting for an episode with Kyle. So like, maybe all these subtle digs he can he can just like. We, we can be on an episode together. If not, I think it, it, the main thing is uh, High Life is more kind of artsy. Yeah. And because I'm a dumbass um, former fighter, uh, I don't really get into all the artsy stuff and what this inter- – I like, this movie makes me feel good. I like good. Yeah, you know, exactly, And he's yeah. like, well, this is what Robert Pattinson was trying to do this while, while doing this. And you're like, nope, don't see it. I'm dumb. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. It's just some of that shit just isn't for everyone, and that's high life seems like very much up that alley. But yeah, this was a this was a blast talking to you again, man. It was awesome having you back on the show. It's good talking Godzilla, aliens, and dorky movies with you. I I enjoyed it. You know, like I always like being on this podcast. Like I was during the break, I was telling. Um, telling Sarah, like, it's fun because I get to talk about, you know, like horror movies, uh, with someone who's like, you guys watch more horror films and dissect them more than I do. But like, if I, when I go to the lobby, I feel the, when I talk to the owner, I feel so small in the world of horror movies. Cause like, he's gone to all these like 
movie premieres and film festivals. Like you guys have gone to film festivals too. And I was trying to go to the Saskatoon film festival, but uh, I could not make it COVID. Yeah. But um, like, I feel so little in comparison, like at least when I talk to like you and boozy and not Kyle, um, <laughs> because I've never, been, <laughs> but I never get like, I can, I, I can kind of give interject my ideas or what I think about this. And like, that's why I say, like, I might be off the mark um like about dark and the wicked or like we feel the same way or i can give my ideas on kong versus godzilla and yeah i don't feel like such a dipshit like when i talk to uh talk to kevin at the lobby who's yeah who's the master well yeah i'm, I'm happy you feel that way because that's definitely like there's no superiority complex at all with anyone in this podcast like we're all just dorks who like doing this and like man i, I don't know i personally have always thought that you really know your shit I like talking horror movies with you. You have some really good, interesting takes on stuff. So I think you should uh, not talk yourself down so much. I think you know more than you think. Well, it, it's just like, um, like when I, cause I, I listen to you guys every week and usually like on the Wednesday, if it releases on Tuesday, I'm usually texting you <laughs> or Josie yeah. about it. But like what I like is, and this is the fun thing about horror movies is I feel like you and I are similar in a lot of ways and then Boozy and I are similar in a lot of ways in terms of like we like creature features and that type of thing. Yeah. And sometimes we like watch an absolute fucking trash on Tubi, which is cool. And then with Kyle, he gives like that that devil's advocate perspective of how yeah. like into the filming and all these other little nuances. Because like for me personally, uh, and I'm, I'm starting to feel that way where you're starting to see all the cool cinematic parts like Mandy. I, I just couldn't get into, it was just too much for me, Yeah. but the cinematography and the, the, the music and everything in it was amazing. And I'm happy I watched it for that. So the movie itself was just Nicolas Cage going full Nicolas Cage, which is awesome, <laughs> but also like very short sighted in a lot of ways where it doesn't make for a complete movie, but the other aspects of that movie is awesome. Yeah, no, I totally hear you. Have you watched uh, Jiu-Jitsu yet with him? I will never, <laughs> ever watch that movie. There's no actual Jiu-Jitsu. So, like, also, it's, like, I feel like everyone... So, it's kind of tough because Nicolas Cage is on that route where I think directors are just like, just be you. And he goes nuts. Like, um, the last couple of films I've watched him in where he just goes goes full Nicolas Cage. But you don't want to hate him too much because he's almost like the nickelback of the film industry where people it's just fun to make fun of him. And you're like, I don't want to like lump myself in that where I'm making fun of him. I want to make fun of him because he's bad. <laughs> yeah. And see, I think he's the greatest actor of all time to ever live. But I understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. He, that, he, that's why he's such a hot ticket item to discuss is everyone has a completely different relationship with Nicolas Cage. It, it's so tough uh, because he's in some of some great films. Yeah, and I was Con having Air. this discussion with someone. Con Air's awesome, but how much of that is the supporting cast? The Rock is really good, but how much is that is Sean Connery? You know, and you're like, well, what about all the stuff he did in the '80s before he kind of got convoluted? And then there's like, oh, there's some bad ones in there, some really bad ones. Yeah, I think his problem was that he just like never said no. It didn't seem like he ever said no to anything. Yeah, like maybe don't make knowing or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, that one was rough. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, those were both his movies. Fuck. Were they both? Oh, <laughs> garbage. Yikes. 
but all right man but like thank you for having me i really appreciate you having me on um hopefully we we can do one in person again maybe kyle will be there um but at the very least we need to go sasquatch hunting Yep. No, it's happening, man. Like we're going to make that happen. It, it, ha- it has to, we've talked about it too much to just like, let it die. And, uh, it's totally doable. I'll bring some cameras and we'll, we'll re- even record a podcast while we're out there. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm really yeah. looking forward to this. Hell yeah. Uh, like hey, where, where can people follow you? Uh, Mitch Clark MMA on Instagram, uh, on Twitter and Facebook fan page. Uh, I'm on letterbox. I think I only follow two people right now. And I think one person follows me. Do I? I think it might be you. Okay, it it has to be because I was like, if you have a letterbox and I don't follow you, that would mean that it completely flew over my head. But I'm pretty sure I follow you. I think I only follow two people right now and it's you and Boozy. (laughs) (laughs) We're the ones that matter. Oh, yeah, you followed me and Boozy. And uh, hey, you got three. You got three followers. My buddy Jambi, who thought American Vandal was real. He's following you. Uh, moving on up. Yeah, he's Jambi69. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, just real quick. I watched uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow, and the only reason why I thought of that is because of the kid from American Vandal is in it. And immediately, both me and Sarah were like, oh, this fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, so I really enjoyed that film. Yeah, it's awesome. Happy to see that. Yeah, I saw you gave it a four star. Wicked. Thumbs up. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time on the Terror Table.